What's great is she thinks I know what pitches. <laughs> you do. Outside of baseball. You do. <laughs> Welcome to the Ask an Audiologist podcast, Real Audiology White Papers, written by real audiologists and explained to you by a real audiologist and a guy who isn't. Now, here are your hosts, Dr. Jordan Strong and Kevin Zener. We are back with another brand new episode of Ask an Audiologist. I am your host, Kevin Zener. And I'm Dr. Jordan. Dr. Jordan, happy Martin Luther King Jr. Day to you. Back at you. Thank you. Uh, And I can't think of a better way to honor Dr. King than by talking about what you need to know about hearing test frequency. Today's article comes to us from somebody you know fairly well, Dr. Ram Nalshwar, in a place (laughs) Dr. Jordan is familiar with, also called the Hearing Center of Lake Charles in Lake Charles, Louisiana. We promise you there's no bias here that these two know each other. So when we think of hearing tests, I think of one thing. I'm unfamiliar with hearing test frequencies. Mm -hmm. So let me know, Mm -hmm. because you are the doctor, (laughs) about everything that comes into hearing tests and the frequency of which we should have them. I bet you know more than you think. I guarantee you I know as little (laughs) as anybody despite me hosting this podcast. So I'll tell you this, frequency and pitch is the same thing. Okay. And what's great is she thinks I know what pitch is. (laughs) You do. Outside of baseball. You do. <laughs> so, I mean, when, when we test a, you know, um, when we do a hearing exam, we test, um, at least at most practices, about 250 hertz okay. across to about 8,000 hertz. Okay. The human ear can actually hear from about 20 hertz up to about 20,000 hertz. Got it. But. He says, having no idea what any of this yeah, means. Yeah, Exactly. Sure. Just yeah. nod your head and say Just yes. go with it. Yeah, 100. Absolutely. Pitch, <laughs> frequency, hertz. <laughs> got, got it. it. Yep. So whenever we do a hearing test, we're basically just kind of getting the the middle of the road. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas most of the speech frequencies are. I mean, that's what's important. Sure. You know? Yeah. Um, if you can hear up to 20,000 hertz, good on you. Got it. Um, that's mostly kids, honestly. Like kids can, can hear, hear that. Only kids can do Wait. Yeah. So, uh, okay. Dovetail. <laughs> You know how there's those tests where it says, like, based on when you stop hearing the noise, we know how old you Uh are. Is that like, if I'm 10, I will listen, I can hear all one minute you Uh are, high, high, high pitch. We did that the other day in this house and uh, in my house, and all of us tapped out at around, like, 50 years old, which (laughs) was not great. I mean, I'll say most of those tests are not the most accurate. Okay, good. I mean, your phone typically isn't going to produce that high of a frequency. Okay, I was going to say, it was, we did it via TikTok, so that's yeah. probably why yeah. it wasn't the, the most, you know, professional yeah. thing. There you go. There you okay. go. Okay. Yeah. I mean, most of the time, we're not going to test up that high. Um, you, you don't open a social media platform correct. to yeah, do yeah, the yeah. exam? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, hold on, here's TikTok. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so you're good on Instagram? Great. Okay, we're going to find the sound on Instagram, and that's how we'll go. know. Okay. There you go. Got it. No, we don't We don't typically do that. The only time that we really even go above like 8,000 hertz is if we're doing like an ototoxic measurement. So like if somebody's taking some like really intense medications, mm-hmm. like uh, chemotherapy drugs or um, some uh, intense antibiotics, yeah. something like that, then we'll do higher frequency. And what is that test for? Yeah, so that's just looking to see the decline in that frequency. Got it. 
Typically, if you're going to have hearing loss, uh, you're going to have it in the higher frequencies. Got it. Just the way that our inner ear is made up. Yeah. Then those are the the hair cells that typically start to decline first. Got it. What I typically tell patients, and they kind of understand this, is with the hair cells, the way that they're organized inside the cochlea, it's kind of like the carpet in our house. Okay. The carpet by the door gets more worn out than sure. the carpet in the corner. That's great. I love when you say you things go. that my dumb brain understands. Like, See? that's right. Carpet is more <laughs> worn out by the door. Good job, Kevin. Yep. See? I love that. That's fantastic. So, I mean, that that's kind of how it works. Those hair cells tend to, to decline first. And, and so when... When you're when you're doing this for like a run of the mill patient, mm-hmm. what is the actual spectrum that you're using? And then when are you concerned is not the right word, but when are you when are you aware of like, okay, now I know at this level that a substantial amount of hearing loss is present? Sure. So to talk about that, one, you've got across the board on a on an audiogram, which is how we we chart mm-hmm. the hearing test. So across the audiogram, you have your frequencies or your pitch. And then going down that chart, uh, you have your your decibels or your loudness. Okay. So the further down that chart, the worse the hearing, or the further down the X's and O's are on Mm -hmm. the chart, the worse the hearing loss is. So it's, yes, we're looking at frequency, but we're really, we're also looking at decibels. So, you know, if if you're at a, a... Anything higher, meaning anything 20, 25 decibels or more, mm-hmm. um, then that's that's where you started to get in into like a mild hearing loss. Okay. And we, we decide the amount of hearing loss based on the degree of hearing loss. Okay. So you've got normal, mild, moderate, moderately severe, severe, profound. Sure. So when we're looking at somebody's hearing loss and, you know, we're looking at it across the frequency and loudness. Got it. And so this is all like clearly instrument based. It's not like you making a noise and seeing whether or not sure. somebody responds to it and then jotting it on a piece of paper. Sure. This is probably completely off topic. Have 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 you ever got readings back where you're like, this can't possibly be correct? Oh yeah. And oh, yeah. and so then is are you just redoing the same test or are you just like Bear with us. I don't think you're completely <laughs> deaf because you're clearly understanding what I'm saying, but according to this, you are. Sure. Yeah. So then you start looking at What's what's wrong with the equipment? Got Did it. something get unplugged? Okay. Um, you start looking at you know anything that we do in audiologists, it's kind of cross referenced. Every okay. test is kind of cross referenced. So sometimes you may have a patient that's trying to um, trying to fake their hearing loss mm. a little bit. So then you're you're looking at it and you're like, there's no way Got it. this doesn't add up. Got it. So and you start you start questioning all of all of it. Everything. Sure. When when we talk about frequency and pitch and decibel. Like how quickly do you as an audiologist know, like, I mean, I think you have an assumption. You've been doing this for long enough. You've seen thousands of patients. I think based on your first uh, initial interaction with the patient, you can pretty much determine if they have hearing loss. That's such a good point. And then when you actually run it, it's either confirming or, or, or somehow um, not confirming, but letting you know like, oh, this is actually worse than I even anticipated. Yeah. So it's such a good point. So I find that I actually do that quite often where Like you're a human audiogram. (laughs) Yes. Where when I'm taking the case history, you can start to kind of gauge of where, where you, in my head, I'm plotting the audiogram as we're talking. Yeah. You're like you're, it's a guess. Dr. <laughs> Jordan's a degenerate gambler and with herself, she's oh, betting yeah, where the chart is going to be plotted on yeah, the audiogram. Absolutely. Have you ever been like absolute nails on someone? You're like, oh my gosh, like I should go 
be a carnival barker and guess people's go. height and weight. Oh, that, you've, you're on to something there. Have you, <laughs> have you ever been just like that spot on with something before? I mean, yeah. Wow. It's, it's, I mean, you can, you can be pretty, pretty close. So, I mean, it's, especially when people start talking to you and you're going over case history and then like a spouse is in the room, sure. family members in the room, and they're also adding their input. Yeah. Because in audiology, it gets, um, most people that have a high frequency hearing loss, high frequency is where we get most of our clarity of speech okay. from. Low frequencies are where we get most of our like volume from. Got it. So a lot of our patients come in. The first thing that they say is, I don't have a hearing problem. Sure. Well, I mean, I can hear you, but I can't understand what you're saying. Got it. And then I'm like, that's not there normal. You go. Yeah. There's that high frequency hearing loss. So you can already start to kind of plot that, sure. like the shape of what that looks like. And then based off of basically how many huh yeah. and what's do you get during the case That's history? what Dr. Jordan's doing on her chart. <laughs> She's plotting your huhs yeah, and what's you and can you repeat yeah. yourself? There you go. That is that is the personal audiogram. Yeah. There you go. The secret uh, audiology right there. I'm going to be really <laughs> honest as we wind this podcast down. I had written this entirety for this episode, the, the entire script, and I... I believe that what we were going to talk about <laughs> was like frequency as in pitch and decibel. Sure. But then when I started reading it out loud, I was like, wait a minute, is this about hearing exams frequencies? Like how many times I you should you be getting? Yeah. Yeah. So then just, yeah, we could talk about that too. Yeah. Just give us a quick understanding of how often an individual should sure. be getting a hearing evaluation. Sure. So, I mean, it kind of depends. If you're somebody who notices that you have a hearing loss, mm -hmm. yes, absolutely. Go okay. get a, a valid hearing test. If you notice a change in your hearing, if you notice that you're starting to get tinnitus, anything like that, um, it sounds muffled, um, any change like that, absolutely go get a hearing test. Okay. But for the run-of-the-mill patient, you know, no severe noise exposure, all of that's fine. Um, you're under say 50 years old, then I would say do, do a hearing test like every three to five years. Okay. You know, if it's, um, if you're over 50, I would start saying annually. Got it. Um, I mean, aging, um, and hearing loss, there's a big correlation yeah. between the two. So, I mean, it's best just to get it checked out, have a baseline. And that was going to be the other thing I add on, which is just go to get a hearing evaluation yeah. really, no matter what your age is. Because now your doctors know what you're working from. Right. Where were exactly. you when you were 25 or 30 or 35 or 40? Now when you're doing a hearing exam at 42 or 45 or 50, they're like, great. We yeah. know exactly where you were and right. what has gotten worse or stayed mm -hmm. the exact same. Yeah. Yeah. Being able to track that if there is a progressive hearing loss, it's yeah. huge. Yeah. I love it. And now that you know the essentials of evaluating someone's hearing, both with the frequency that they use <laughs> and the frequency of which you should go... That is going to do it for this episode of Ask an Audiologist. To learn more about this subject or anything else having to do with your ears, please visit us at askanaudiologist.com. Dr. Jordan, heck of a job. Solid. You too, Kev. Thank you so much. We'll see you guys next week. You can find more information at askanaudiologist.com. And you can follow us on all our social channels at Ask an Audiologist. The information provided on this podcast is for educational and entertainment purposes only and does not substitute for professional medical advice. What's not an open fitting is called a close fitting. You got it. Oh, Listen, baby. Give an honorary. I've AD. been doing this for just over a year and boy, have I learned one thing. That's it. And it was a guess.